When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Monday, July 31st, but as far as we're concerned, it's August 1st. Pads came on today, Johnny. Pads came on today. I'm Guy. That's John. We're glad you're here. If you're watching live on YouTube, fantastic. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast, great. Subscribe, rate, review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a uh, leave us a question. Leave us a review. Five stars. Leave us a question. That. Woo! I thought the... Uh, I thought the uh, Trey Lance uh, Twitter mob got to Middlecoff, but it looks like he's alive and well. Thought he had to flee the country. People just, you can't have a few Tito's anymore and just fire off a a, a tweet based on inside information from Haberman, who said, you know, some balls were hitting the ground the other day. And I was like, you know, fucking fire off a tweet. Everyone, holy moly, gets their panties in a bunch. (laughs) Fight. Uh, John, I do do enjoy training camp fights. I, I, I gotta say, I long as no one gets hurt, and it's rare. But I, I think when it breaks out, it kind of just – is that the official start of a training camp when just a I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't think we'd see one. It was like early in today's pad of practice. It felt a little early to me. But, uh, yeah, that's the official start. I've seen a lot of coaches in their press conference establishing we had a mandate, a fight, you're out. Like you swing, you're out. We send right. you home, kind of right. like you leave, and we yeah. and we end your time on that day. Obviously, Andy Reid, when Travis, I mean Travis, just hit the guy. It wasn't like that crazy. Just his whole thing is th- this is not realistic because you can't swing on a guy in a game and just like oh next play like you get tossed right. It happens. What do you think? A handful of times over the year in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Happens more in the NFL, I say, than college. Right. Speaking of which, Sean Cleet Blakeman was at Niners practice today. Was he like working the sidelines? I mean, kind of like they, you know, they got like referees from all over the earth out there working the sidelines, working on their point, point, thumbs up, flag throw, get back, get back. They're all working on that shit. Cleet Blakeman, like a legit NFL referee, was out there running around. Michael Shanahan still around? You see him? You know, uh, didn't see Mike. He's been out there a lot in shorts. Uh, a slide on uh, a deal sleds and and a brown leather jacket. He might have been there. Yeah, today. He, have, you, have you ever seen a guy go to a training camp and what was it, 85, 90 degrees? Uh, not a day? quite that hot, but it was warm. Yeah, 80, 82. I mean, where like the lowers ready for like the country club cocktail hour, yeah. uppers could be in New York in the winter. You know, it's, it's a. It's a weird kind of curveball he, right. he works with. Coaches wear long sleeves, but leather usually is not the not the pick. Yeah, I, I saw you know Mike and Ed McCaffrey. There's a lot of like mid mid nineties, early two thousands Denver Bronco thing going. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like Lynch kind of claims that. I, I don't when I think of John Lynch, close my eyes. Like I'd say the Denver Broncos of his football resume feel yeah. like well behind the 49ers as a GM now, right? Uh, yeah, and Buccaneers as a player is number one. I'd go Buccaneers player number one, Niners GM. And then I think we could argue. I mean, he did, he was a major broadcaster for a while doing playoff games. He was. I just don't think his Denver Bronco run. Did he win a ring with the Broncos? Crazy. 
No, I mean, they didn't, weren't even... He won I a didn't champ- even know how he was good... on the LA championship team? No, I mean, he was young. on the, the Buccaneers. Championship. He, yeah, he came yeah. He came in like... Uh, to the Broncos, probably like, oh, four, oh, five. Yeah, then, the, the Niner GM. I mean, he's probably been the Niner... I mean, he's definitely been the Niner GM longer than he played for Denver. Did you say that? You, have you worked with Jake Plummer ever? Uh, I've never worked with Jake Plummer, no. I think he might have been the quarterback. Maybe it was greasy, but I, I think it was kind of that Bronco era. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you had two Tito's, John, and fired off a tweet. Let's welcome back football season. Tito! Tito's Handmade Vodka, a sponsor of the show. That Forget about fights. Tito's is when you know it's football season here on Haberman and Middlecoff. We both got the helmets out. And remember, as you're drinking your Tito's and whatever, send us pictures, send us DMs. Tito's loves seeing that. We appreciate the support. When you sidle up to the bar, John, not much better order than a Tito's and. Or just Tito's, period. There's nothing like, uh, can I get a martini? Or not a martini, espresso martini with Tito's. Everything is Tito's-based. Tito's and soda is obviously always the go-to. I was uh, Chase Field which I've never been to an event beside a concert there is yeah. not built for big time concerts. It gets overwhelmed. Well, there was a cocktail line probably from, you know, the chase concourse to New Mexico. I waited because I was like, I-, I need, I need a vodka soda. When I got there, I realized they did not have, I, I refused to say, because it is not just second tier. It's like fourth tier. Every, if Tito's is on the first tier, there's nothing even up there with them. And I just said, like, I can't. I, I left, and then I just got a beer oh. because I, I couldn't drink. I don't want a margarita. I, I cannot drink that. I, I can't even imagine drinking another vodka, to be honest with you. I was walking the. Uh, I was walking through the the new Hilton Resorts World in Vegas a couple weeks ago. Walking just off the casino, then I'm walking by a bunch of restaurants, and they have a street vendor, except it's inside, in just like a little table, the kind you'd see at a baseball game. With a you know like a, a table and like an overhang, and they're just selling Tito's. You just as you're walking by, you just walk. Let me get a uh, Tito's and soda. That's all it was. So um, Tito's crafted, be savored responsibly. Great to have Tito's back on the show. We appreciate their support. We love them, and uh, we know you do too. What do you think? More of a uh, more of a Golden Knights town or more of an Aces town? Um, felt like an NBA summer league town. Honestly, is what it mostly felt like to me. Oh yeah, that was the yeah, Victor Wembanyama. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, pads came on today, John. You, uh, what do you think? Do you want for those of you watching Middlecoff? Do you want some? Uh, you want some B-roll as I tell you about the quarterbacks today? Yeah, I mean we're a multi-purpose Joe, so yeah. I mean, All right, uh, to this, this is do, some quarterbacks. Do you want me to run you down some quarterback? Just some the basic quarterbacks, good and bad from today. Um, and I'll tell you, I got the uh, I got the board here. Green, green is good. Red is bad. And you can see if today was golf. I thought um, Trey and Sam both played par golf. Darnold and Lance both played par golf. couple birdies. Trey Lance, the story for me through uh, the first few days, the first four days, was he had some bogeys. Not, no real bogeys today for Trey Lance. Brock had a couple. So um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll run you down a little bit of uh, what we saw today. Uh, Brock Purdy. I, you know, John, I, I, uh, I log throws above replacement, like big-time throws. Trey had a big-time throw today. Sam had a big-time throw today. Brock had a big-time throw today. Um, Brock pretty threw an interception. Drake Greenlaw was running all over the place in practice on uh, Monday, Middlecoff, actually hitting people. Um, he's a, he, bro, he's a, he's a baller. I mean, he, he's... Put, he put his crown into Devo's ear hole at one point. 
that, that was uh, the Niners deserve some credit for getting that extension done, right? Because when that yeah. happened, it was like, you know, it makes sense. But he's that was a early. They were early on that one, and they nailed it. They nailed it. They nailed it. And he practices at the same level. The way people talk about the way Ayuk practices, the way McCaffrey practices, um, Greenlaw practices at that pace. And uh, he picked off Brock Purdy today. Brock was trying to like layer a sideline throw to Kittle, and it just hung up forever. And uh, Greenlaw was was able there to cut it off. Um, he missed Charlie Warner really short across the middle. Brock missed him at his feet. I thought he couldn't step into the throw, so it wasn't. I, I don't give him a ton. Um, he uh, he had I, I thought an underthrow. There was a deep ball that Brock did put it on Brandon Ayuk. In, in the sense that, like, he gave him a chance, but Ayuk had to slow down. He had Lenore beat. He had to slow down. Hafunga came over, and I think the uh, I think the uh, the video replay is going to check for a targeting on that uh, Hufunga uh, on Ayuk deep down the field. But it was incomplete because Brock, because Brock did not get it to Brandon. You know, if it's DK, fine. It's a 50-50 ball. But those, those throws just don't work on go balls to 49ers receivers, really. And... Um, and so I, I gave Brock a negative for that, even though we gave uh, Ayuk a shot. And then um, uh, Brock, let me be very clear, did not uh, – Brock's fine. Everything's cool. But if this had been live, uh, he would have been cut in half by Tayshawn Gibson. I don't know. I give Brock a negative for not uh, getting the, the protection set up and saving his own life because Tayshawn Gibson would have cut him in half. You know, I you probably missed this. But because you're you're working, for those of us that just been at the office today, we just roaming the internet. Sando came out with his tears, and it's 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 actually visually a little different than he's done it in the past, where it's just paragraphs after paragraphs. It's kind of more, I would say, Bleacher Report e, where it's just the the rankings kind of, and you got to click on something to read the meat of it. And, and Purdy was like the first quarterback in tier four, but I, I think because there's going to be a lot of talk. Right, his two practices that he's played so far, at least open to the public. He's coming back from injury. It's not like physically he's not as gifted as the other two guys. And I know Kyle Shanahan, people are like, well, he didn't tell Kawakami he's the lock start. Like, he's the starting quarterback. Like, that's, that's, Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback. If you don't realize that now, it's, I, I don't really know what to do. But I, I saw uh, an offensive coach said, like, when I looked at him, I thought he was a four. But when you watch the kid play, and this is what I think is going to be tough with him, just I would say even as he gets more into just health and just is much more confident in his arm, the kid is an absolute gamer. He has the intangibles, the moxie, and the leadership. And then another guy said they got the best running offense, they got the top defense, he doesn't make mistakes, but he makes some plays with his legs, he gets the ball out, good for him. But one thing Sando wrote is he played well enough to draw 23 Tier 3 votes, and Kyle Shanahan, a.k.a. the single vote, put him in Tier 2. But my, my point is, that first thing, he's a gamer. Like I, He's just not going to wow you at practice, right? Even if he's hadn't been injured and was just to start, like, and just running with the ones like he is, right? He's not, he's just going to be, it's not really his environment to excel. Now, there are still, to me, and I know you've been on this lot as well, there's a lot of question marks to how good he's going to be just like next 30 games, right? If he's yeah. a starter for the next two years, no one knows. But I would say, like, to me, based on what he did last year in the games, I understand why they why they feel the way they feel. 
and also like kind of know that the practices he ain't gonna be like fucking Brandon Ayuk out there, like just standing out every practice. That's just not really gonna well, be his thing, right? Yeah, he's not the two throws that Trey Lance and Sam Donald had today that were throws above replacement were cannon shots over the middle of the field. This team never hits a go ball. It doesn't matter. They could change quarterbacks. Nobody hits a sideline throw. But my God, they rocket the ball over the middle of the field. And Trey had a gorgeous ball to Ray Ray today that was a low bullet that was a really nice catch. And Darnold had one uh, to Ray Ray as well. You know, one of those might have been Ayuk. I had him on Ray Ray both. Just Ray Ray snap him out of the air. But they were just big league, big time. Part of the throw being really good beyond it just being on target was how hard it was thrown with accuracy. And I'll say this for Trey, like Trey, I think has really cut down. I think the mechanical stuff has obviously worked with him to a degree, just from the aesthetic standpoint, he doesn't throw as many knuckleballs. He throws a lot more. I think his percentage of spirals is a lot higher. I guess Crocky was there today. I didn't see him said, I, you had Lenore beat by five yards. Purdy under threw it. Terrible throw. Yeah. He threw, he threw Hufunga into the play. Is basically what happened, and it was just it was a missed opportunity. A um, couple of good throws for Brock but today. You, you, you remember last year there was an IU touchdown. I, I forget the game. It was a play action ball, and IU was eight yards behind the defense, and he had to stop like on the goal line and wait for it, and then he kind yeah. of just fell in. Like yeah. that was counted as one of his whatever 15, 16, 14 touchdowns. I forget his exact numbers, but that was one of those where. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, more hit him in stride where it's not even – No, he does not have a cannon. Do it. 49ers. But, they, but, they, but I think part of it too is you've been out there enough – like Jimmy is – I would say Jimmy's on the shorter side of kind of still looking impressive as a quarterback. Right there are the Rivers and the Mannings and the, the Josh Allens that are hu- – Herbert that are huge. Purdy is on the small side. Yeah. Right? He's just yeah. – he, lo- he looks small out there. Yeah, he's just a smaller player. Kyle loves. Uh, you know, I think I had. Well, anyway, I won't. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's some video of all of them together. Um, good throws. He had big, big time. Uh, Steve Wilkes likes the blitz. Well, I mean, two of those guys. I mean, guy, two, I mean, two of those guys were drafted number three overall in an NFL draft, right? At yes. quarterback. That's yes. just look at the history of the sport. I mean, those. Well, it's, it's usually not guys that look like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. It's John, usually it's so athletic guys. Eye-opening when you watch these guys practice that there's th- there's two thir- uh, number three picks and another guy, and there's another guy that they say they like. And Brandon Allen is not. He just he's he's it, you know if you're cutting it into tiers, he's clearly tiers below these guys. But in terms of practice performance, but it is pretty eye-opening. It's just it's it feels crowded out there when it comes to all the quarterbacks. Do you know to me the most unique part about the two guys that are battling for the second spot, which, you know, depending on who you talk to, I, I think it's kind of a rigged game, and I think that it's already established who the number two quarterback's going to be. If you just factor in the trade package for the th- for the two of them, both of them, remember, Sam Darnold, they traded from six to three, and I think it was six to three and like three second-round picks. Trey was 12 to three and two other first-round picks. I mean, you're talking multiple ones and three twos beside the pick swaps. I mean, that's, they were, you're talking about, uh, you know, high valued property in terms of a draft. Got to hit this throw, John. Who's that? That's Lance. Who's that? Uh, Johnny. Uh, Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that's part of it. Um, 
Brock had a really good throw. And, you know, part of this is who you're practicing against. Brock had a really good throw. McCaffrey up the seam. Warner right on his heel. Over the top. I mean, it was a 65-yard touchdown to the house. Had um, had a couple really nice kind of pressure, sidearm throws. Made some some uh, some difficult Guy, what throws. A, how about the practice matchup of in their prime Fred Warner versus healthy McCaffrey? I it's mean, pretty good. What is that? I know. What is that like Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant it's, going at it? I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, that's... That's fucking awesome. That's like Trent Williams and Nick Bo. Does does it get any better from that? And you don't get that one. I've never seen that one in a practice. (laughs) Or either one of them in the same practice. Um, For Trey, I mentioned the throw to Ray Ray, Ray Ray, which was a great throw. Had a really nice throw to Ayuk, shallow. Um, Had a really nice throw to Danny Gray, 20 yards over the middle. He made a lot of really nice throws. Um, I didn't, you know, Trey did not have any negative throws today. I didn't think. And um, had, uh, you know, he didn't throw. They, it's funny. He didn't really have the throws that he's missed a few times that that end up being negatives. But he made simple throws today and um, and made some really plus throws, too. So good day for good day for Trey. Good day for Sam Darnold. Um, he had a really good deep ball to Debo. But Debo was unable to get separation from Quantrez Knight on the play. And, uh, and so it was incomplete. But I thought Sam put it on on the money. Um, uh, he had a really nice throw to Ronnie Bell, who who's looked like he's shown up a little bit more the last couple. Uh, I wasn't there yesterday, but yes, today in practice, had another nice throw to Ronnie Bell. Had a nice little sidearm throw to Dwelly, and um, threw a bullet to uh, Sam Darnold. No plus throws for uh, for Brandon Allen today. Brandon Allen got significantly fewer reps than Darnold and Trey Lance. So uh, my prediction the other day was if it came down to Darnold's two and then there's a competition at three between Trey and Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen has shown nothing to this point that says he's in Trey Lance's class. Um, He does not make plus throws. You know, he's 50-50 on some of the like, I don't want to say the price of admission throws, but like the the slightly above plus throws or below plus throws, he doesn't make those. So I, I have him significantly behind Trey and Sam. Well, there was a uh, was there an impromptu John Lynch presser this morning? No, it was not. It was scheduled, but it was perfect. I think he was able to just hey before anyone asks, I'll talk about Nick Bosa. Okay, well, one thing he expounded on was the quarterback situation about keeping potentially four on the roster, and he essentially said what anyone would say: it's kind of impossible to like you're not gonna have. No team, I don't unless you had like four Peyton Mannings, and you would probably flip one for a bunch of draft picks. Yeah, you just can't have it because part of it was there was a lot of buzz about Kyle Sneaky like Brandon Allen, which as you see now, the one thing is, and the way this quarterback situation plays out, you, you know, if Sam Darnold beats out Trey Lance, which I expect to happen. You know, the Trey Lance situation of having a third-string quarterback, which you would keep three, and he even said once you have a situation like we went through last year, that's your experiences shape the way you think, especially when it's that fresh. He would be easily – I don't know how many teams will ultimately pick, uh, you know, to have three quarterbacks on their 53-man. Because I thought Kyle did a good job with Kawakami. It's not – you don't just keep three quarterbacks, keep three quarterbacks. Like you got to have – part of the reason we did it last year is because we really like Brock Purdy. If we hadn't of liked them and we had just had two, we just would have kept two, right? It's like you don't just, a lot of teams just keep them on the practice squad, which you hope can kind of be 
what Skylar Thompson kind of became, right? And I, I don't know if Skylar made the roster out of camp, but like that yeah. situation, late round pick, you kind of nurture for a while, then maybe you have an injury or whatever, and you bump up. That happens a lot too. Which and we'll I think see a this lot year, like they added Mac Mike White, so who knows if he's Skylar Thompson gets that again? Well, exactly. But I would imagine because Tua is such a wild card that they probably just keep if they like Skylar, just keep three quarterbacks on the roster, and that that's. But Skylar Thompson here's a good example. Seventh round pick. What does Purdy make? Nine hundred grand. It's it's easy to have your third quarterback nine hundred grand. Now, ultimately, if the team's the team, like the money, you don't necessarily need the money. But that's just not the way teams think to have a third string quarterback make a nine and a half million. It's just something I'm kind of watching. I just know the way teams talk. I mean, this yeah. is they factor it in. Now, I don't think clearly Trey's better than Brandon Allen as a physical talent. Knows the offense better. Is just better in practice. Uh, by all, I mean, that, would you agree with that? That Trey's better than Brandon that. Allen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say significantly better. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, you, you know, you wouldn't just keep a player just because he's way cheaper, but it, w- it would be... It's it's also the variable of, of what they you know they've invested a lot in this guy, uh, and he has no trade market, 
right? Because I, I saw, no. I was getting in the shower yesterday and it popped up on YouTube, like Grant kind of went on this thing uh, talking about Trey saying he was happy the other day. I don't know if yeah. you, I don't think you were in the press conference. I was there. It actually his face. Yeah, he like, what well, didn't actually look happy. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird spot, right? Um, and is he in a position where if he is the third quarterback that he wants to stay here? And part of the thing he hangs his hat on, people really like him, high character guy. But it's not, you know, it's, it's typically, he's like, can you give me an opportunity somewhere else? Now there's the opportunity somewhere else. I mean, we, we got a lot of steps to go. You still got preseason games. But there, this is a pretty big question mark if Sam Darnold's the number two, what they do at number three with a with a guy making a lot of money. That's just yeah. not how the way, the business works, right? I do think if you're Trey, it's kind of risky. I mean, I don't know that you want necessarily to go somewhere else if you feel like you're close and you've seen the way it's played out here the last few years, and you know this offense, and you have improved. Like, I do think Trey looks better. He has improved. You know the guys are on this team. Like, you know, I think sometimes you can you can push your way out too quickly when the opportunity still might open itself up here. And if he's the number three quarterback, if that's what happens, certainly if he's the number two quarterback, then there's definitely an opportunity. But even if he's the number three quarterback, like Sam Darnold's making a lot of really good throws. Sam Darnold has 50-plus games of NFL tape to tell me if Sam Darnold's going to get 17 starts, like he's probably not getting 17 starts. You know what I mean? So he's look good here, even if he's the number two guy. Brock, there's just – I think there's so many variables. A storied history of injured quarterbacks, John. That's what what the 49ers have developed recently. So I wouldn't be in a rush out if I were Trey, even if I'm in that spot. And I will say, like, I just watching them because I I had a few people say that to me like God did Trey look mad or sad or upset or whatever in that press conference, and um, Larry at Kruger asked me that, and I was like you know first of all I'm not going to pretend like for you and I think you agree like watching a guy in person is different than watching him on Zoom or watching you know just the recording the U- or even the yeah the YouTube press conference when you're and I'm not going to pretend like I haven't been in two years of Trey Lance in person press conferences to really pick up on every little visual cue I think when I watch them practice him and the other two guys are pretty like Trey's pretty engaged Trey doesn't carry himself like a moper and um, you know he says he's not so uh, I don't you know, I think it's down again. I, I'm not. Now. I'm not saying moping or anything. I, I just think once you come to grips with what kind of the the talk on the outside was kind of true that when they signed Sam Darnold, they signed him for a reason, right? I, I think that's pretty clear. They they really like the guy. They, also, there's just a basic element of the business of the sport. They got a good deal. A guy that he was, was available. He was like available. I think sometimes but, it's that. But simple he only cost. Him. But but also. Is Sam Darnold on the team if his going rate was $10 million? No. I mean, no. The, the rate equaled his... But I also think maybe he took a little less for the opportunity, right? You saw... You wanted to Baker be Mayfield got... He wanted to be here. Yeah. But why do you want to be here? I, I think it's fair to say things he was told. That's yep. why my, my issue with all this back and forth over, like, should Sean Payton be talking? The way coaches actually talk off camera to players they're recruiting, to their own players behind closed doors, to other coaches... Two other media members, you're not allowed to say this, is a lot different. If that all got out, all hell would break loose on the internet, right? I know. I just Shanahan thought it was funny. to Lynch to you name it. I just thought it was funny that Sean Payton said, Sorry, I was wearing my Fox hat. When I don't remember him saying that on, he could have said that on Fox. He didn't. That would have been the best thing he could have said. Yeah, I don't remember Sean Payton making too many waves about like talking shit either. about other people on Fox. No. So I thought that was a little bit of a cop out, but you know. 
Uh, I agree. I mean, you know, you've been in these camps, like you know. This is why I. One thing I've learned over the well, years. Well, you're all part you're of talking is, about in a football office, in a football room, coaches, media. When you're just, if you know the guy well, is the guy good or bad? What do you think about the player? Is he positive or negative? It's not like it's just a lot of at the time, what they think about the player or maybe a coach. I mean, it's, it's very, that's just the nature of the conversation. But, but, but sports, you know, history is filled with guys that change. Exactly. History is filled with guys that came back better and changed the coach's opinion about them. Just every year we talk about Debo's evolution today. John Lynch was asked like, how's Debo look? He's like, well, the first thing is Kyle tells guys the truth. In other words, like he read Debo, the riot act and told Debo, like, you better get it together. You're, you are not fulfilling your potential. So, like, I think and a we, lot we of paid times, you a lot of money for more. And we paid you a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of times with Shanahan, for as complicated as everything always, sometimes it's really simple with Kyle. Did he like, who does he like, and why does he like him? And it's the simple throws that makes him like, guys. And um, I think the simple answer here with Sam and Trey, for me, the simple answer with Trey is Sam is impressing him. I think he wants to see Sam Donald look good. I don't think Trey Lance is out of the race yet. I don't. I just because if you just watch them, you go, he's got a shot. Like he is, he is right there. Now Sam had multiple days where I thought he was better. Today Trey was good again. So, and I think Trey gets like mental toughness points for being in this situation and handling it well. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the price of admission for the position. That's right. You're gonna. I mean, Sam went through it. We've seen it with Alex. You go through it. I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's why you, uh, I, I, I listened, I listened to a podcast. I think we talked about this with Troy Aikman about the cold showers, but he also talked about like early in his career when it was going really shitty. Mm-hmm. He's like, someone looked at him and said like, and he was like, everyone's ripping me. I think I suck. It's like, it, it comes with the dinner. Like it's just part of what I signed up. Like it's just what the position, like me and the coach. Yeah, because ultimately, like if Dre Greenlaw's blowing stuff, or even Fred Warner, remember had a bad stretch a couple years ago. That's right, had a bad year, Trent, like a half a year. Yeah, Trent Williams has a game where he jumps off sides a couple. Like no one, it's not, it's never going to be the headline. It's always the coach, the play callers, and the quarterback. Like that's just where we start, and it's been like that. And you've been talking about football before me, but I mean, it feels like that's the go-to: the play callers and the quarterback play, and then you kind of dive in from there, but. That's where you start. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the nature. It's why NFL coaches, college coaches make a shitload of money. And obviously quarterbacks, we saw what Herbert got. But who, if one of these guys with the 49ers were to go on and resurrect his career or Purdy, like, there's a lot of money at the end of the road. Hell, you know, Trey Lance, when people thought he was going to be a franchise quarterback, and who knows, maybe he still can be. The, the $30 million that he got being the third overall pick ultimately would have been pennies if he transcended to where they hoped he would go, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, a couple of things to hit. Let me just rattle you off a couple other things today. There was a fight today. Mentioned that. Don't know who started it. Maybe somebody else saw it from their angle. Big crowd. At the end of it, though, John Jennings was told to take off his pads and sit on the side. Eventually, John Jennings came back in and almost got another fight immediately, uh, pushing and shoving with a DB, who Funga came in and did the thing where he, like, pretends to break it up, puts his hand out, Jennings slaps it down, puts his, hey, man, you're good, slaps it down to the point where now you're just putting your hand up to be a dick and he's slapping it down to be a dick. So those two had to get separated. So Jennings has uh, Jennings got a lot of edge. Danny Gray twice today thought he was open. The ball didn't go to him deep down the field, like deep down the field and came back 
with a little bit of histrionics, you know, doing like the man, you know, letting everybody know that he thought he was open, that type of thing, which I don't know. I don't know that I love that. But Danny Gray does everything else right. And I turned to Kawakami and I said, you know, I think I think the move for Shanahan right now on Danny Gray is just I know he's here to catch, you know, deep balls, but just throw him some like eight yard balls just to kind of get it going a little bit because he's you're trying to hit a home run with him all the time. And if you don't get him the ball, he's getting frustrated. So is Danny Gray destined to be on like the Bills or the Chiefs? Um, they like him though, John, because he blocks and he plays. No, I know. Teams. I'm just saying, like it, oh, it'll just oh, be one of those like a bad with fit. contract extension. What are you gonna do? I mean, they, well, they, they, the, their operation like, is. <laughs> let's pick a team that has a quarterback that throws the ball down the field. Let's try that. Yeah. Um, but late in practice, the all the first team like offensive skill guys are kneeling on the sideline. It's Juice and Debo and Ayuk. Trent Williams is there with them, where he spent all of team period, uh, per usual. And um, they throw like this quick out to Danny Gray that gets like eight. He's yards. RH. I mean, he needs some he needs some time off. He's, well, I watched him talk to Frank Gore, and I'm like, I I think he's got way more in common with Frank than he does with some of these other guys. <laughs> um, and they get the ball to Danny Gray on like this quick throw, and it's nothing special. All those guys started like hooting and hollering, like Juice and Debo and Ayuk, and like cheering on Danny Gray, which does not happen for a seven yard completion. So I think there's something going on there. Those guys know that probably Danny needs a little encouragement and they were giving it to him. Uh, so I thought that was good. I, I thought that was impressive by those guys. Jake Moody today, John, three of three, 38, 48, 55. No problems there. Um, uh, Next time you see Frank, you just got to be like top five running backs in this upcoming class. Go. You know, he's a scout now. I mean, yeah, that's his gotta thing. Get, we got to get takes. Uh, Mooney who's, your Ward? Guard, who's your favorite guard uh, in the Pac-12? <laughs> Mooney Ward. Drake Jackson had a strip sack of Brock Purdy. Scary. Blindside. Chopped down. Got the ball out. Uh, I don't know if you should be allowed to do that. but And um, I don't know. You're not going to like this, but uh, maybe you will. You know who look, who flashes a lot? I was kind of like, okay, rolling my eyes the last first four days when everybody was saying it. And then today, he's just kind of – he looks different running around. Now, the real test will be, you know, can he hold his ground and make a tackle on a run play? But uh, 99 just looks – 99 does look different. I got to admit, he does. Kinlaw. Oh, oh Javon. I thought yeah. – I was like, Cleveland Farrell? Oh, no, that's 94. Do you notice him flying around? Uh, I wouldn't – I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I just think the, the thing with Kinlaw, and it goes back to last year when he snapped at Grant, no one ever that has been around the 49ers who have seen you like right up close and personal went, I wouldn't want that guy on my squad. You can't walk by him. It gets back to the Buckner, the Armstead, a Trent. I, I'd put Kittle. Like The Niners have had a lot of those guys. You could walk by Debo. If, you, if I found one of those aliens that I guess are part of society now – and just brought them, and they could walk by Debo. You wouldn't go, this guy can take over the league for a month. What are they like, called? Like non-organic, non-human organics, I think? Yeah. I mean, what color are they? Like, are, are they green? You know, do they have legs? Like, I, I'm fascinated. I want more information. But that alien could walk by Debo, and IU can go. They wouldn't notice. You cannot walk by Javon Kinlaw. He's better looking, I would say, than most of their offensive linemen, right? He's That was never the question mark. It's just his knee and this gets back to the draft stuff, is people just thought he had a degenerate knee, and that has just shown to be, always kind of knocks him out. And even by the end of last year when, 
you know, in that game with Kelsey and those guys were throwing him around like a yeah. rag doll. I don't even act like he's just some scrub. Like he never plays, so it's like he's so, losing weight. It wasn't part of it. Is he slimmer now? What's he the, is slimmer? What's the thing? Yeah, I, everything you said is legit. And you and I are the same school of thought when it comes to like, yeah, I've seen him. He's the guy you want getting off the bus. What what feels different? I'm not saying it's going to be different. I'm just saying what has been different at this point is he does seem to make he makes he 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 flashes he flashed like two or three times today in a way that a outside pass rusher flashes not the way that an inside defensive lineman flashes so that that is different he looks different i mean just then then he then he looked previously guy as crazy as this sounds because he's young he's only been in the league several years that if you know that doesn't work out this year he's going to get an, another opportunity like in camp and stuff but i would say his I, I would imagine they've had some real conversations like we didn't pick up your fifth year option clearly but like, if this doesn't work out the season and you're not productive and you're not on the field and you're hurt again, like he is kind of he's closer to being just like out of the league in a year to having like a Solomon Thomas, Cleveland Farrell, ten year career, right? Yeah, what he's just trying to do he's is not just around. be healthy enough to be rotational, right? Like, which Farrell, on this team, when you say Farrell and Solomon Thomas are just good examples, overdrafted, whatever. But you're going to look up. You and I have talked about this. God. God damn, Solomon Thomas played 11 years in the NFL? Right. Farrell played 10 seasons on three different teams? Arden Key's having that happen, right? He's on like his fourth team. He's he's going to extend his career. I know he was a later-round pick, but my point is these defensive linemen just play for a while. I do not. Kerry Hyder, like we can just start rattling them off because the Niners run through them. Like as Nick Saban would say, shit through a tin horn. But th- this is... Uh, Kinlaw's thing is not going like theirs. Like, oh, he just doesn't have enough moves. Oh, he's just not quite as impactful. It's like, he's just not around. And that that tape, he does have, I would say, just league-wide some stink on him, That the way that, because it, it just is what it is. That's well, just, that's J- your resume. Like Javon Hargrave, somebody asked him the other day, why, like, why are you so good? He's like, or maybe they asked Steve Wilkes. And the, you know what the answer was? Pad level. You know, it's kind of this like, it's kind of reverse what you think. The biggest yeah. guy is the baddest guy. Javon Hargrave is not the biggest guy. Not even close to the biggest. Well, guy. he's got to be their shortest D lineman, right? I mean, they've got a few of them. I would say. Oh I yeah, have... I mean that's well, what kind of works in that scheme. They, they've like... got yeah, they've got a type in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Daryl uh, Tapp, who's the assistant coach forever. He he like looks, you know, they, you can play, and that's what makes it great. Aaron Donald's not tall. What makes great big players? I mean, JJ Watt, is, is like he was tall, but he could play low. But he could play low. Mac could play TJ low. TJ Watt, his brother. Yeah, they can play low. Von Miller plays low, even though he's, I would say, on the shorter side. Some of these guys, but yeah. I wanted there. to ask John Lynch a question today, just for you, but it was just everyone's throwing questions around, and I, I just, I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't think I, it, it would be weird. But my question, you want, you want to hear my question? The question, if I had asked this question, would you have known this question was for you? Here's the question. Um, John, I don't know if you've noticed the fires down in the Mojave, but they've started to burn into Clark County, just shy of Las Vegas. Is there a contingency plan? If the smoke is too much to bear, could you move Raiders joint practices here? (laughs) Something to watch for. (laughs) That was, you know, it's funny as... I, I saw you just it always gets back the the aces. I saw a headline. 
I don't know if she's a star player, but they had a domestic dispute. One of the girls, I think, beat up her. I don't know if wife, girlfriend. Mark's got a zero tolerance policy. Now you're oh, winning yeah. championships. It's easy when you're shitty. Like, cut him. It's like, has she been removed? She cut her? You know, I don't know. Is anyone asking Mark about that? Probably not, but <laughs> I did see that. No, it wasn't even a headline. I was clicking through Sports Center, and it was like uh, they came to one of the anchors, and it was like, oh, the Aces, you know. Wow. Fr- Mark Davis got a problem name. on his hands. He's trying to build, you know, a, a dynasty. And uh, I saw Action Network. They, you know, some of their models that if Jimmy were to go down or if Jimmy is not playing, that they view them as the worst team in the NFL. They'd be luck- they would be lucky to be the worst team in the NFL. I do think the get Caleb Williams. I, I do think Arizona has a, you know, a hand. They got a shot. It's, yeah, I mean, because they still got Devonte Adams. They got Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs. In theory, <laughs> um, Nick Bosa. Does Clark County got some big fires going on. Well, the the fire it's burned into Clark County. This fire in the Mojave Desert has burned into Clark County. So south south Clark County. But just saying, something to watch for. Raiders only have one and a half indoor fields at their practice facility. I don't think that's enough for joint practices. So be tough. Uh, yeah. Yes. We've got to move. You got to move it guy. Uh, uh, Nick Bosa, not there today, John, uh, John Lynch said he thought that yeah, as a player, you need like three weeks to get ready for the season. So three weeks before the season is about two weeks from now. But, um, I don't know. Five weeks out doesn't feel like when the uh, Bosa camp starts uh, bending to uh, what what the Niners are uh, offering if they're not anywhere near each other. You know, it's funny because the running back conversation just gets louder and louder because they just constantly, no one wants to pay him anything. Like, <laughs> nothing. They refuse. Jim Irsay is like saying he could die tomorrow and no one noticed. You thought about it? You're like, yeah, he's probably not wrong. You know, but <laughs> Jonathan Taylor a couple years ago had like 18 touchdowns, 1,800 yards. It's like, yeah, just play out another season. But when it comes to certain positions, right, and I would say you, you could argue beside quarterback, when you get a T.J. Watt, when you get a Nick Bosa, when you get a Miles Garrett, they might have more leverage than any other player. Like they might be on their own tier, even over a tackle, right? And I, I do wonder if – they're pretty dug into an astronomical number, right? He's coming off a season that publicly they have reiterated his greatness on the field. His greatness was undeniable. His impact on the 49ers has been everything that you look for in a high pick of an impact player. When it comes to some of the question marks, like, you know, Trent's is age Debo's is in shape. I mean, the 49ers Kittles would be durability. Um, this is just, he's just been on the field. He's been elite, right? Basically immediately. And he, he's been injured and he just comes right back and dominates more. Like there's just, every team in the league would pay him. I, I Let's just say hypothetically, the 49ers are like, pulled up Raiders <laughs> and traded their star defensive end. Remember Khalil got multiple ones, like a swap. I mean, what would Nick Bosa net? You think they'd get three ones for yes. Nick Bosa? I, I do too. So, I, and I almost said and three two, and two twos. <laughs> they they would get the biggest non quarterback trade in the history of the league. It, it would look like one of those like. Wait, trade what, ups what did Herschel Walker get traded for? 
How about Ricky? I thought it was like the entire draft. Oh. You know, it, it, it didn't feel like back in the day. It was like three straight ones. It was like, just give us all your picks. Now it's like no one wants any pick like after 50. But I, did you hear I, Kyle the other day? Shanahan? What'd he say? They're like, you know, they brought up how he drafted a kicker in the third round. And he was like, I mean, was it even a third round pick, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was a compensatory hug. Yeah, yeah. Like three in a row. I, I just wonder, and this is what I do respect about, like, th- this is not just in the business to pay everybody an unlimited amount of money, but his number's pretty established. Whoever the highest paid defensive end is in the league right now, uh, I think, you know, Joey was over 100, what, 102? 102 guaranteed, yeah. I, I would imagine Nick's asking for 125. I'm just going to throw out, you know, in the 49ers, maybe they're stuck on 110, and they have... I don't know if an ego is the right way to say it, but they're pretty prideful in the way they do these deals, though they get them done. But they, we've talked about this last week. Like they make you work for it a little bit. Even though they, they're not going to ever get rid of you, they have no problem paying you, but they're not just... They, I, there's a part of them. In Parag, when we talked to them years ago on this podcast and knowing the way they operate, like they always, it's, we want to win-win. We want to, you guys like winning. You guys like... There's an element to that. And... Uh, I would imagine, who knows, we might have a couple more, because there's not any urgency to get them right now, right? They don't, right. it's not one of those, like, part of Debo is like, we need to get them in shape, right? With Nick, they're not worried about that. If you told me we're another week out before it's, it's just like no updates, because I think he mentioned, right, we'll waive the fines, right? They're not going to find them. Yeah, the, the, because it's, it's, uh, he even, yeah, I mean, it was clear that they, you waived the fine, like on the TJ Watts on this guy, like, it, it's not about fining them. It's about, Listen, he. This is a business. They're taking a stance. We take a stance. This is the business we're in, though. We don't. Just uh, here's the. Here's my question for you. Do you think it matters if he's back three days before the first game, or 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 two weeks before the first game? Like yeah, I, you're I, not concerned about his physical shape, but my thing is, no matter how hard you practice in your own individual workouts, there is a different level of intensity when you get on the field with other players, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't love the, like week of showing up, signing the contract, September yeah. one, because of injury history with this guy this is not baseball or basketball it's hard to manipulate it wherever he is in florida with his workouts it's another thing just to get those reps against trent jalen moore i'm even not even talking like live full i'm just talking about the one-on-one situations like that's just get your timing and rhythm down yes in pads play with that level of juice going through your body you know i i think john speaks for hey listen I was around the best of the best. I'm pretty damn good myself. Like I got a pretty good idea. And that's where I wonder if he factors in to create some Niners urgency around that mark within the next 10, 15 days. Right. Yeah. Cause I would say it would be pretty, we'd be headed toward September one. If it's like August 20th, it's like, clearly they're not close. Right. What happened? And part of it, like he's not doing a hold in. Cause what was it like TJ Watt storms into the Roonies? He's like, let's get this shit done, guys. Man, man, I, I, man, man. Yeah, you know I'm you know I'm a stealer. That's not, you know, Nick's. It's weird because you don't worry at all about like over under hours. Nick sweated today. Three. That's right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Over. But there is a football element of we're not playing workout. We're playing football. Yeah. Uh, John, let me hit you with some comments here. We'll react to them quickly. This is from Christian. Can you hear the pads banging from all the foam hats? Yes, because not everyone wears them. Dre Greenlaw, the DBs don't wear them. 
the receivers aren't wearing them. And uh, like I said, Trey Greenlaw's running around just killing people. Uh, Danny said Lance balled today. Thoughts? I thought let's not you know get too roller coastery here. It was a good, it was a really good day, and I think it what would make me feel really good about Trey is he had another good day tomorrow. Apparently he had a good day Sunday. Pads came on Monday. Let's have another good day Thursday. And like let's just that to me is what I will stand out to Kyle is that level of consistency. And I think for Trey like. That is what I think it's pretty clear now. That is where Sam Darnold's just going to be in practice. I don't know what Sam Darnold's going to be in games, but Darnold in practice is going to be pretty consistent. So you've got to match that level of consistency. Um, they, it's not there's not a kicker battle. Zane Gonzalez uh, banged one in today, but Moody's got the much bigger leg. Do you think Zane could resurrect his career and just be a starting kicker somewhere else? Why not? Those guys move yeah. around all the time, right? Because isn't part of Zane? I think Zane. I don't know if it's Jake Moody leg, but I always remember like Zane Gonzalez has a big leg. Yeah, it's tough way. to put. I don't. I don't know. I don't. If that that may be true, but do you feel like when you're Moody. watching Jake Moody, you're watching like DeChambeau a year ago when he? Was I mean, big, he kills like, the ball. But but to me, there's a difference. You know, he'll make a 45 yarder, and it's like God, that would have been good from 70. But that doesn't mean he would have made it from 65, right? I feel like as the, I really want to see him stretch it out. I feel like he's got a little tendency to hook it in that spot, but I just they don't kick that much. They just don't kick he's a, that he's, much. He's he's a hooker, not a fader. I think he's a. I think so. Yeah, I think when he overcooks it, overcooks it, he 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 pulls it. But well, which is and that I would say pulls tend to be your biggest miss. But, but yeah, pulls look bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vincent says, "How many days? Uh, how many days they going to say Purdy's just rusty?" Um. Yeah, when, 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 how many weeks of a few bad throws do we go? Oh, we just came off a of UCL. I don't know. I think we'll know when we see it, but I also think it goes back to what John's pretty said, major was, fucking injury. I mean, yes. that's the dude couldn't throw for three months because he had a brace on his arm. Like, I, I, I think he's, well, one, we know he's the starting quarterback, unless something unforeseen happens, which I would say would be a major story if like they went with one of the other guys, right? Yep. They've been pretty adamant here. And two, it's like part of coming back from an injury is being a little hit or miss. Now, I think, do you expect to see him in a preseason game? Uh, I don't expect to see him against the Raiders. And, um, but I, I, I actually, I do expect to see him in a preseason game. Yes, I think he'll play some preseason football. Not much, but I think some. And I think part of it is like, hey, let's get him out there with some real speed because coming off that injury, maybe he's just a little behind everybody in terms of timing. Um, Devin Smith, two bucks. Why are we making a big deal about the practice stats? I'm not making a big deal of practice stats. I'll run you down everything I saw. The practice stats, I just see, I'm watching the practices. And so I know that these stats don't really tell you a whole lot. Um, especially when they're not good. If you tell me a guy's nine of 11, like nine of 11 is nine of 11. That's solid. When I see like two of five, doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Did you see the clip on Anthony Richardson where he was rolling to his left no. through like 80 yards? No. Well, he rolled to his left through 80 yards. Well, on the tweet from the reporter, it said, well, he was sacked first. It was one of those. Like, <laughs> yeah, remember that happened last year with Trey. <laughs> yeah, but the pass was so sweet because he's going across his body yeah. down the sideline. But it was like, I, I, I don't know who I heard say it, but like, I respect that they put in the parentheses, was sacked. You know, usually just get the thing because you know it's going viral, especially yeah. with like a guy like that. It's like, holy sh- what do we got here? You know, offensive head coach, just, give him credit. That's the hard part. Was there a moment I saw a cone say that at the, maybe one of the last plays of practice, Cleveland Farrell hit Brock in his arm. 
That might have been the the Drake Jackson strip sack. Maybe it was Cleveland. I was standing further back, but it was hard to tell because when the pocket collapses on Brock, he just disappears. Yeah. I, I do think that... Uh, so maybe it was Cleveland, not Drake, that got him. It's the weird part of practice, right? It's just there is no like final ending. The quarterbacks are able to continue stuff when it's like, is this well, really going on? I saw some stats, too. It was like, you know, uh, this uh, he had like... Uh, let, let them on a field goal drive. It's like, yeah, I mean, they had a fourth and 17 that I don't think they picked up, but okay. Actually, Trey made a really nice throw on that fourth and long. Uh, oh, they they just, did they start on first down and they just like moved nah, the ball? I, I, yeah, I mean, it's like third and eights and third. It's, you know, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, David says McCaffrey elevated the offense. It is pretty eye-opening, John, to just watch them play. And then there's Christian McCaffrey. Like they just got Christian McCaffrey in the middle of last season for some picks. It's uh, It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, he he is, you know, I mean, you know this, we all watched it, but like when you hear 14 touchdowns as a 49er. That's what McCaffrey had in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those, I, I do think it was fair because my initial reaction was like running back, injured, makes a lot of money. Like this is pretty, sure, same. clearly you paid a lot because you didn't want him to go to the Rams, but holy shit. I mean, it's just. Part, now, part of it, like, he's under contract, so you don't need to do the payment. But are they, like, a year or two away from if he is just, like, a historic player? from what, He's going to want some money. It's And then you're going to be part of the conversation. But right. if he's so good, right. what do you do? And you, I know. I'll tell you what they do. It's like Kyle's Ciadebo or, I, you know, it's going to be one of those guys. Is I you still here him. by then? I mean, he's looked incredible, too. So Well, th- this is – do you know the thing with the, with the NFL? And I'm going to call it the Amari Cooper rule. Because you and I saw the beginning of Amari Cooper where it looked like the sky was the limit. Haberman thought he was the next Jerry Rice. And it was hard not to think that, right? He was just – and he's had an incredible career relative to like 90% of NFL wideers, 95% of NFL – you look every year, he's – He's consistently catches, one of the best. Yards. Yeah. He's just a solid player. But he's kind of in that weird spot, right, where it's like you're never going to get him for a discount. You're not going to be like, God, I got Amari Cooper for $11 million in his prime. So you're paying him enough. It's usually somewhere between like 18 and 22 million where you, where he's essentially your number one wide receiver. You can't really sign another guy like on his level or better than him, but he's your guy, but he's not quite good enough where you're like, we got Devonte Adams or Tyreek Hill right. in our squad. Yep. And that's, and that's to me, and you and I have talked about this. One of the easiest guys to root for on the 49ers is Brandon Ayuk. He's a fucking stud. You want him on your team. We've seen him in big games. He's a badass. But this is a business, and it's like, is Brandon Ayuk ever going to be a top five wide receiver? I think probably not, right? But is he like a top fifteen guy? Especially if he's on Hell this yeah, team, potentially. He's not. You can't. Exactly. He's not going to be a top five receiver if he stays on this team. No, so he's going to put up like Amari Cooper type numbers, give or take. I know Amari's had some unreal seasons, but he's just going to be. I think it's fair to say, seventy-five to mid-eighties, solid year. On a good year, get you eight to ten touchdowns, best case scenario. But be a very, very important player on a dominant, yeah, you know, team. But like, what do you pay for that, right? Especially when you're already paying a guy a shitload of money. It's it's kind of that Amari Cooper land, which is the, the Bengals are about to enter it whenever they decide what to do with like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You keep Jamar Chase, right? Who is going to cost elite money, like Justin Jefferson. But can you have T. Higgins at like $19 million a year? Who's good, right? It's just in a weird spot where usually you got to kind of cycle it, right? And the 49ers also have like a $15 million tight end. 
and a $13 million running back. You know, it's just, they got a lot moving on. That I, I do, I want Brandon Ayuk to stay a 49er. But I do understand, like, the complications of this offseason. They can say whatever they want. I, I, I believe, I have no inside information on this, that they sniffed around a first-round pick for one of those guys, and they all fell. Just from a money standpoint, it's like, hey, listen, we right. love Brandon Ayuk. He's about to get paid. We'll just take Zay Flowers, who's going to make $2 million, who's on that contract. Because that's, you know, what Belichick would do. I mean, that's just what you have to do to build your squad. They didn't do it because it didn't work. But they absolutely, I'm with you, they investigated. I mean, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option. And then he tweeted, like, he knew something was up. Well, could he be traded at the end of this season for a first-round pick? And someone Maybe, yeah. I mean, it or maybe more than a first round pick. But but that's the thing with him. I know the cap goes up, but if I trade a first round pick for him, which he's worth, then when you factor in what you'd have to pay him, where do you go, you know? Because depends, Yeah, it depends on what the receiver class, you can Marvin Harrison Jr. and all those guys. But it, but is he ever this and, and, and I'm fascinated to watch him, but I I have pretty confident what he is. He's a really really good player. He's not A.J. Brown, is that what you're saying? Yeah, in his prime, or Julio in his prime, or Jamar Chase, or Justin Jefferson. He's just not. But he's fucking good. He's an unreal number two. But he's probably... there are he's like a one and a half. But when you look around, there are a lot of one and a halves, right? And if you just... If you get the one and a half, he just becomes your one because of the way the money works, Right, right? Right, right. Unless you nail a draft pick, and then for a couple years, that guy's on a rookie contract, and he's your one. Yeah. The problem for Ayuk is if Debo didn't exist and they just had like solid wide receivers, but they were still good, like they would just pay him. They would. And he would be their one and a half. And then they would just have the Juwan Jan- They would just have the rotational Chris Conley's. You know, you just like the Chiefs did forever. They just had one guy and then they had all these random guys. Yeah. And plus your end. tight end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Keith says that it's truly pathetic. You rolled your eyes when you heard Kinlaw look good the first four practices. He had his entire year, I think is what this means, with no rehab or surgery to hold him. Well, I didn't hear he looked good. I saw it. He, he looked good. But I've seen this before. I'm not denigrating his efforts. I'm glad he's been healthy for a year, and I think he looks good. But I know not to get my hopes up on this one because we've gotten our hopes up before. Um, and so I, I'm doesn't mean I'm not rooting for him. I don't think it means it's truly pathetic, though. I didn't literally roll my eyes. Well, yeah. I mean, he last year he made uh, told everybody he was going to fucking dominate, and it didn't really happen. Kid Icarus says, meanwhile, Darnold's playing the most consistent. Everybody's saying Purdy and Lance Darnold could be the one. Won't it be? Won't there? Won't it be ironic if after all of this, Brock just plays seventeen games and Sam just signs with somebody else, plays no snaps with the Forty ers makes him two million bucks and moves on? <laughs> <laughs> which which happens? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. We got the like I I think Brock not playing say in the first preseason game will make that game pretty interesting because then you get extended Darnold and Trey Lance and I think that'll be interesting. I, I don't I do think, think we're going to see a Brandon Allen looks better than Trey though. I'm confident he, that. Brandon Allen's also going to be playing a lot of the second half garbage time. Right, right. Now there's a chance. Is it more likely that Trey Lance gets more reps in preseason games than Sam? The old Josh Jacobs? Just no, but... Remember last year when Josh Jacobs got a bunch of snaps in the Hall of Fame game and you were like, I think they're putting him on display. 
Everyone part got angry. of that, yeah, <laughs> and he went on to have an incredible year. But Doesn't part of it wrong. is just like the reps for the player. Like yeah. Sam's 55 games, Trey just hasn't played that much. Because part of Eric Branch asking Kyle the other day about the rep situation of the whole thing with this guy is he needs reps, right? Yep. He has not played. Yet when you look at the reps, he's he's not getting any more than he normally does. Right? He needs, he, li- definitely I think not- he needs live game reps is what he needs. But even just live practice reps once the pads yeah. come on. like It's not like he's getting... Splits uh, him with Sam. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that shows you where they're at. I, I'm a big right. actions over words guy. I, I get Trey's got this hive on the internet that is uh, is rabid. I'll give him that. They're very a lot of Trey jerseys. None of this is personal. I, I don't care if you told me Trey becomes Mahomes, great. But I, I would say Kyle. Like they they get. I feel like people take it out on people on the internet when it's like the coach is telling you. Like what? I don't have. It's like everyone's like when the you said he can't complete talking, a real route. And then it people started fucking, tweeting real out videos, I assume. It, 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 yeah, like in, Which in I training would, camp. Honestly, I would have told you it's like a different tongue in It's fucking Twitter. Relax. I would have told I realized. I would have said can't complete it in the flat or something. The wheel route's actually, as he hits that throw. It was, it, it, part of it is like people take Twitter. These people with like 1,200 followers, like life and death with every word. It's like fucking relax. Go, you go know, fucking as hang Cedric, out with your As kid. Cedric the Entertainer said, John. I wish a motherfucker would. But it's like, God, people are, there's a lot of anger on there, man. There really is. Well, this is a big, it's, to, it's a hot serious. topic. John, we got this guy, they they traded three first round picks for in a quarterback battle with Sam Darnold, who all, if it weren't for Kyle Shanahan, we all would have given up on Sam Darnold's career. Would you agree with that? If you said Sam uh, Darnold finished last year with the Panthers, he just signed with the Dolphins or the Jets or pick a team, the Rams. None of us would be here talking about how Sam Darnold looking camp. Not one of us. Kyle resurrected Darnold. But that's part That's part of what makes this coach valuable. I agree. Is I would say the Jets, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers demanding a trade to them, would have been fucked, right? If Aaron Rodgers just is normal and just like, I'm just going to retire in Green Bay, we're good, ride this thing out, what would their options have been? They would have been screwed, Right. Before and it just would have derailed their franchise because of the missed quarterback pick. The 49ers put way more into it because of what they traded for it. Now, it's not apples to apples, but when you actually look at like, this was Tyree Kill trade, you know, what it netted all these other players, you know, on the actual pick, it's like, it's kind of crazy to look at. The guy's only played four games. He's been injured. When he has played, hasn't been great. Then it's like, whatever, the last two years, NFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, right? With a lead two years ago, and last year, it felt like they had a very good chance till a guy's elbow falls off, right? Which is the coach's fault. And they were going to. And sign. I, I got a lot of like middle cop. You're just a Kyle bootlicker. I don't give a shit. I just this guy's proven enough now. Six playoff games, six playoff wins in four years. That like I just judge him by his actions, and I know who he likes, and I know that he can win when he likes the guy. I mean, it's just right. That's simple. Now we're not always going to agree that Nick Mullins and CJ like obviously have a cap, but I, I think Kyle thinks that he can win 11, 12 games with Sam Darnold. Yeah, he found he found Nick Mullins' floor. Like like the floor is high. You know the floor is yeah. High. I'm with rattle off a bunch of wins with Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, and and, plans and history on still has again. Not, That's fucking insane. And we don't yet know how history is going to remember that. Was that the birth of the 49ers' next franchise quarterback, or was that? Do you remember that time? 
that they won. I thought they were out of the playoffs, guys. I said they were out of the playoffs. They were going to miss the playoffs. You because my my logic was you cannot just keep winning games. You're going to lose everything with the with Mr. Irrelevant. And I just based off the history of the sport. We you know we should have done that over the summer. Revisited the show after Jimmy got hurt, like that post game. What our takes were. Well, remember they won. Yeah. Right. But it was still like, yeah, you're just, you got no chance. And it's not like we were even that bullish on their like Super Bowl with, with Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> he had his flaws. Yeah. All right. Uh, another padded practice on Tuesday. We'll, uh, we'll have more coverage, uh, more reaction to that. Tito's handmade vodka. Great to have you back for football season. Don't forget to uh, savor, enjoy responsibly. And uh, thanks for hanging, everybody. Hit that like button on the way out the door. Later. Adios. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.